0: Hello, my name's Ali Pitts, but this is not a regular episode of the Russian and Soviet movie podcast. I'm actually here to introduce an episode of the fantastic All the Best Lines podcast on Ernst Lubitsch's 1939 film Ninotchka that I guested on back in summer 2021. I had a great time talking to Adam and Smokey about this brilliant and satirical romantic comedy, so I wanted to share it with you on this feed. Okay, without further ado, here's the episode.
1: Go to bed little father, we want to be alone. Your general appearance is not distasteful. Thank you. The whites of your eyes are clear. Your cornea is excellent. Your cornea is
2: terrific.
3: Priviat, everybody. It's
4: Adam from All the Best Lines. Uh, lovely to be in your ear holes again. And
3: <laughs> wow. Ear-,
4: ear holes in ski. We're in Russia. Our guest is cringing already. I'm
3: very sorry <laughs> about that.
4: Um, we have a lovely special guest, but first of all, of course, here's my good friend, Ali. How are you? All right? <laughs> I <don't> know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all uh, right. Smokey, of course, how are you? You're all right.
5: <laughs> uh, Nostrovia, my friend. How are you? Ah, oh,
4: man. I had to ask the guest, who is very familiar with Russia. You're all going to love this guy, by the way. Um, uh, uh, for a Russian word, but Smokey was bang on it. He, he's, got them, he's got them all on a whiteboard in front of his face. A... No, no, I've
5: just seen Hunt, hunt for Red October a few times. That's all.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and and Sean Connery's masterful Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine. I'm from Lithuania.
3: It's fine. I'm from
0: Egypt. The... <laughs> um, it's as good as his Irish in the
5: Untouchables. So <laughs> get out of here, you. D-
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't nice, say that one nicely can nicely I? <laughs> no you can't. Nicely edited there, right? right? Nicely self edited. <laughs> I almost went there as well. But anyway, it's, it's amazing to be in your company. We have a special guest today, Smokey. Do you want to introduce mm. the chap?
5: We do. It's uh, it's Ali Pitt from the Russophiles. I can never pronounce your <laughs> podcast properly, I do apologise, but it is from the Russophiles podcast. How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing all right. Thank you very much, Comrade Bernard and Comrade Deirdre, oh. for oh, having oh, me on. Man.
4: So look at that! That's a man who does his research. It's, uh, we should have done it as well. It's like Russophiles it. unite. Am I right? Sorry,
5: I do apologise. That's that's the one. That's the one.
4: <laughs> I've um I've had the pleasure of appearing on the show.
5: Yeah, but uh, well, Bernard and Deirdre. Yeah, I, I I like that it's catching on though, Deirdre. Don't you? Mm. Yeah, I,
4: I like yeah. I like Bernard and Deirdre. They sound like a yeah. a nice couple down the working men's club.
2: You know. yeah, yeah. What what about fifty for a brandy? You got to f- off. <laughs> 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 oh,
4: that's that's Bernard for you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Did you just sit there um, scratching her... T-
5: hey! What? Th- that's th- me! Th- what do you mean? Oh.
4: <laughs> You're married to me! You married People. this!
5: <laughs> I... <laughs> and you never let me forget it, do you? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry,
5: Ali, we kind of did this. Okay, didn't no, <laughs> that's
4: fine, that's fine. Anyway, Ali, Ali is um, the master of all things Russian, especially when it comes to movies. Ali, do you want to tell us about your show and... Uh... And why you chose it. Yeah, it?
0: yeah. So my podcast is about Russian and Soviet films and films with a Russian connection. So occasionally, I cover stuff that's not made in Russia but has some kind of Russian angle to it. Which is how you, Adam, ended up being on the show a little while back. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> as I made you watch a film that was twice the length of your, you know, film comfort length. <laughs> I'm so glad you
4: said film comfort length. <laughs> yeah we um yeah i appeared on your wonderful show to talk about war and peace with audrey Hepburn, which was very timely because i was just in the middle of well, i just released it i think an audrey Hepburn series that i made and um i remember thinking she was by far the best thing in that and i was also oh my goodness yeah I was also blown away by the scale of the thing. There are certain shots in that film where you just can't believe there are that many people in the world, let alone that many people on a film set being directed to walk in a snaking line across the landscape. It yeah, it's it's
0: very, very impressive. But since I, I watched that, I've seen the Soviet version from the 60s because I think they felt that Hollywood doing a version was kind of throwing down the gauntlet. So they were like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to make it more than seven hours long. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you think the crowd scenes and the, you know, the battle scenes are impressive in the Hollywood version, the Soviet version, they just, you know, they just threw all the money at it.
4: Did they have more authentic accents in, uh, in
0: that one? uh, A little bit,
4: a little bit. I remember being particularly horrified by uh, Henry Fonda.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. He is so wooden in that film.
4: (laughs) It's just he doesn't even bother, does he, to uh, to try and disguise or try and put on any kind of accent or even pronounce the name. What's your name, comrade? <laughs> yeah, it, was, um, it was quite hideous. Yeah. Well, but, well,
5: I've got to say, you you guys are selling me it. I mean, wow. <laughs> well,
4: I will tell you what, if you ever want to swoon over Audrey Hepburn, I think there are a few films that you just look at her and you can't actually concentrate on the film because you're just so spellbound by her ethereal. Presence and I think Roman Holiday Sabrina and War and Peace for me they're yeah, definitely and Love in the Afternoon to an extent but you just watch those films and you're just like uh, you get to the end credits you're like what happened in that film? I did not even, <laughs> even see any of the story. but um, yeah. Just
0: swooning the whole way through.
4: Yes, it took me four days to get through War and Peace. And I had to watch it again. because I didn't really uh, understand what happened in the story. But anyway, it's lovely to have you on the yeah. show. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Thanks it, for having me.
5: It is absolutely wonderful. So, th- obviously, that means uh, this is why you picked Ninochka for us to, to view. Because it its is indeed, Russian because connection. it has a
0: Russian connection,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Would I be right in saying, Sorry. Adam, that you were would not massively thrilled by this choice?
4: So, um, right, so I, <laughs> <laughs> when I first started watching old films and getting really into them, I bought a Greta Garbo <clears throat> box set, and it was Ninochka and uh, Camille, I think it was Grand Hotel and Matahari. and I watched all four, like, bang, straight off, and... Um, i didn't like any of them
3: (laughs) and and i was kind
4: of i've always been a bit like oh they're not good that's the the boring one in the hotel room because for me (laughs) the the first like half of the film is just them in and out of this hotel room sort of arguing about their political sort of standings and stuff and i didn't really get it so i went back and watched it about a year after that because um i was just you know thirsty for these films Mm -hmm. and um I remember falling asleep during the first half of it, and um, since then, I think my opinion of it has been a little bit like, "Oh, that's the film that put me to sleep." That's the film where it's the, <laughs> it's the Bolsheviks in Paris trying to um, try, you know, experience in life for the first time, and it just really didn't. It didn't grab me. But I mean, I'm but, not going to give okay. anything, I'm not going <laughs> to give anything away. Third uh, times the charm. <laughs> well, I didn't, I'm not going to give anything away. But after I finished <clears throat> uh, with my uh, other call this morning, I thought, right, you're not good today. So I watched it again with a, a fresh mind, and um, let's just say my opinion of it has vastly improved. So, yes. Wonderful. Oh, excellent. So I'm awfully glad <laughs> you good. brought this one to the Well,
5: I, I will do the same as you, and I, I won't give any rating until the end, but let me put it this way. This was my first time first time view of it. Uh, it it's also my first ever Greta Garbo film. Um, oh, same here. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh, wonderful! Yeah,
0: first first Garbo and first Ernst Lubitsch film for me. So, oh wow!
5: I I'd have to double check on that one, but I I'm guessing it might be mine as well. But let me put it this way, Ali, we've had two two guests on before. Uh, you are our third, and it's lovely to finally be able to have a guest on and talk
4: about a good film. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other two were. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Ali, so when, uh, when was your first watch of this film? May I ask? Uh, literally last night Oh, okay So you picked this basically yeah. on the theme oh. Because it tied in with a the theme You hadn't yeah. seen it before oh, right.
0: Yeah, it just kind of piqued my curiosity The The plot sounded interesting I'd known about it for quite a while And thought, oh, yeah, that sounds like it could be good hmm. So yeah, it was just the theme So I just took a punt on it And fortunately right. it wasn't awful <laughs> Yeah Oh, and, uh, see, when I you suggested
5: it, I did, I just assumed that it was like it was one of your favourites because of the <laughs> subject matter. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Ah.
0: This is this is just me me taking taking a gamble.
5: Well, Adam, maybe this is the way to go to go going forward when we have guests on is to just
4: take a massive. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick, it, pick something you like the look of i think is yeah. the is the way to go mind you i have to say yeah. first guest was Stacey, and she asked me for a film about time travel now time travel is a very hard thing to do in golden age of hollywood mm. there was literally only right. one, three, three choices yeah. um so uh, yeah i picked i picked one that I, I I was familiar with, and it was, you know, bloody awful. I mean, just the, yes. cr- the cruddiest, cruddiest film. It just confirmed <laughs> the back of my mind thinking that I'd had about it. It awful. Ooh, shudder. Anyway. Not yeah, about
5: that's, that. a, that's a Yeah. B- yeah. The second yeah.
4: was Tom and, 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 and His Girl Friday, which was... All his fault. Oh, God. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. No, I okay, can't
0: <laughs> Yeah, that I I do like that that film. So I was I was quite surprised by like the utter drubbing <laughs> you guys. I, I could I could see why you would take against it, but yeah. And I've only seen it the once, so I'm interested to see how I find it the second time. But I just I just enjoyed how like relentlessly like machine gunny the, the dialogue was, but. <laughs>
4: Do you know what? Uh, it's a film I know I should like, but I yeah. just can't. It's, it's, it's like no. if if my kids said to me now, "Please, Dad, can we sit down and watch *His Girl Friday*? We're really excited about it." I just have to say, "Look, kids, you're in for a <laughs> disappointment," you know, and i would actually use the word <laughs> as well.
5: And and, and, and you're and you're out of the will. Yes. <laughs> I just can't love it.
4: I can't love it, and I've no. tried for many years.
5: Yeah, I've I've tried three times and that's enough for me. I'm never gonna watch. I'm never gonna watch that again. I mean,
0: you've given it a fair shake. Well, you've got to.
5: You've got to. You you know, one time you can be distracted, a second time you can be just not in the mood, and you know, Mm. three three I think is fair.
4: Mm. Um, Which is why, yeah, am glad um, This is my third Mm. time watching it, and it
5: third time's the charm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's funny yeah. you mentioned that about the sort of the scattergun sort of dialogue. At the, at the very beginning of Ninoshka, I was starting to worry a little bit that this was going in sort of the same direction. Mm-hmm. Very quick dialogue, some one-liners coming thick and fast as well. And I was sort of like, oh no, are we in for another? And thankfully, we weren't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because luckily, the Russians enter into it and they like to talk quite slowly. So it's was sort of like, <laughs> oh, good. That's good. Yeah, I could live with this.
4: Before we before we get into the film, is there any are there any admin things you need to clear up at the beginning of this episode, or are we p- uh, skipping over that this time and just going straight into the film? I just wanted didn't going, want to. I didn't. Want, I didn't straight, want to leap in in case you were getting. Ah, oh, we've got emails. We, Shut up.
5: We we do have emails and we do have reviews and ratings to talk about, but I'm going to save it for the next episode.
3: Okay, cool, awesome. it,
5: It's just because it takes up too much time, otherwise. So, yeah. so. Yeah. Thank, thanks for going.
4: sending them, everyone. Apparently, they take up too much time for Smoky, though. <laughs>
5: It's I I find it. I mean, it's self-serving enough. But when you have a guest on, it's even more self-serving. So it's just you know you're going right. Hang on, you wait until people tell us how brilliant we are, and then we'll get back to you secondarily. And so it's just like no, let's not. do and when,
4: that. when there's only two of us, he only reads the nice reviews about himself. Oh, a nice email about you, but uh, you don't need it anyway. on this one from me, Smoky. He's a very lovely man and has lovely blue eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: glad to to be sparing you from having to read nice things about Adam
5: out loud. He doesn't. I will will put it on record here that there is a very nice email praising Adam spectacularly. Of which it will be read out on the next episode.
4: Oh, I, I, I would prefer that you didn't,
0: anyway.
3: <laughs> see, you could <laughs> see this is could, what you, I Do I try? What and you help. could,
0: what you could do, Smokey, is yes, you sir. could just censor absolutely everything except the beginning and the end. Oh, so very tightly. Hi, Adam. Thanks. <laughs> Name of correspondent. No, I, I like it. I
5: like it. I like, your like style it, Ali. bang on See, this is the kind yeah.
4: of this is the kind of co-host you need, Smokey. Like a proper. <laughs> A proper, huh. properly organised, researched person <laughs> with a very nice voice, and who who can make timely gags like that. Not not some old reprobate here with clinking f-ing ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
5: let it go. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe I'll just have to, you know, uh, just read out redacted emails from now on. <laughs> I think uh, we'll just have oh, Ali. We we'll just have Ali nice as a one. guest
4: every 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 episode. <laughs> 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 Our special guest this time is Ali from the Roosters yeah. Bars Podcast. Ali, do you because want to tell that, us a bit bec- about? What, uh, yeah, two? because
5: Ali's here, we're not going to read emails again because they're all about Adam. <laughs> <laughs> right. ex <Let's> go host.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no,
5: but we can't. I mean, uh, who wants to give us the the plot of the film? Well, I
4: think the special guest should do that if, oh. if you don't mind, Ali. What do you think? Yeah, I'll give it my best shot. All right,
0: so we are in Paris just before the war, so kind of late 30s ish. We have a trio of Soviet agents. They are on an important mission to pawn some uh some Tsarist jewels in order to raise funds for the uh the Soviet Republic and their continuing fight for world communism. And yeah, they're, they're not very good at their jobs, so <laughs> they they screw up. So the, uh, the powers that be send our titular heroine, Nina or Ninichka, to supervise them. And yeah, in the process of supervising them, she meets a, I guess he's... He's a he's a nobleman. Mm. I'm not sure whether he's meant to be Russian or French. His surname suggests he's French, but and yeah, she is um, slowly won over by his um, like capitalist mm. machinations, and they and they fall in love. And that's basically basically the plot in a nutshell.
4: Mm. And, and it, it's worth saying that um, uh, she arrives and is one type of person. And by the time she leaves Paris is a completely transformed person. She's she's convinced by romance and colour and excess and capitalism and and um the the count. Who I agree, it's never really stated, is it, what nationality he is. I'm gonna go with French too. Or or some European count anyway, played by Melvin Douglas. He manages to um to bring colour to her life and she realizes yes. that when she goes back to Russia after uh, adventures shall we say that life under the regime is not as as wonderful as she thought it was before paris I mean,
5: that's that's it. I mean, she's a communist robot when she arrives, isn't she? She's she's, she's
0: glorious. (laughs) I'm so glad you said robot, because (laughs) what I thought uh, of her characterisation at at the beginning is she is essentially the Borg.
4: Mm.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God.
4: perfect. Yeah,
5: Yeah. Yeah. she's unfeeling. There's no emotions. Everything is straight down the line. Mm. Everything is black and white. she, She is... Right, and capitalism is wrong, basically. And it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cliche, but cliches are there for a reason. Is that it, obviously she thaws from a, an ice cold robot woman into something more resembling a human
2: woman?
3: <laughs> so, yes,
2: you know, for want of a better term. Can I be of any assistance to
1: you? You might hold this for me. I'd love to. Correct me if I'm wrong. We are facing north, aren't we?
2: Facing north? Well, now, I'd hate to commit myself without my compass. Pardon me, are you an explorer?
1: No, I'm looking for the Eiffel Tower.
2: Uh, Good heavens, is that thing lost again? Uh, Oh, are you interested in a view?
1: I'm interested in the Eiffel Tower from a technical standpoint. Technical?
2: No, no, I'm afraid I couldn't be of much help from that angle. You see, a Parisian only goes to the tower in moments of despair to jump off.
1: How long does it take a man to land?
2: Uh, Now, isn't that too bad? The last time I jumped, I forgot to time it. Let me see now. The Eiffel Tower. Ah! Your finger, please. Why do you
1: need my finger?
2: It's bad manners to point with your own. There. The Eiffel Tower.
1: And where are we? Where are we? Now, let me see. Where are we? Ah, here we are. There you are, and here am I. Feel it? I'm interested only in the shortest distance between these two points. Must you flirt? I don't have to, but I find it natural. Suppress it. I'll try. For my own information, would you call your
2: approach toward me typical of the local morale? Mademoiselle, it is that approach which has made Paris what it is. You're very sure of yourself, aren't you? (laughs) Well, Nothing's happened recently to shake my self-confidence.
1: I have heard of the arrogant male in capitalistic society. It is having a superior earning power that makes you that way. A Russian! I love Russians.
2: Comrade, I've been fascinated by your five-year plan for the last 15 years.
1: Your type will soon be extinct.
5: But, I mean, it's something you see in various films, isn't it? You know, the sort of fish out of water adapting to their surroundings. Mm. I mean, it's nice, it works, it's easy. Mm. But there's something incredibly charming with the way that they do it in this film. Mm. And as you said, Melvin Douglas is, is brilliant, by the way. He's, he's great. wonderful. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's um, very, very suave. Mm. He's well, great in everything. Well, I thought, like, the first time you meet him, when he sort of, it feels like he's trying to hoodwink the Russians and and kind, it felt like he was kind of pretending to be their pal, but then mm. you kind of realise that, actually, no, he's actually just quite a nice man. He's just incredibly cocky.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what his line is. His, his line is like, it's something like, I'm not trying to be a something, I'm just trying to be a nuisance. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm not trying to be a...
4: Oh, a diplomat or mm. some yeah, I yeah, it's right at the beginning, isn't it? In the hotel room.
0: Yeah, I I'm mean he to... comes off much better than the. I think she's the Grand Duchess whose Ugh. jewels mm. are
3: Smart the enough.
0: ones that are being hawked. That's kind of like the the MacGuffin of the whole plot is 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 yeah. these jewels that the Soviet yeah. agents have come to sell. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. But she's. Yeah, she's not very nice. She's not, but I, I,
5: because I was, I, I agree, and I was thinking, oh my god, this woman, it's, she, she's an Uber, <laughs> <f-."> but, <laughs> but then she, when she gives you a little bit of her backstory about what has happened to her and her family and her ancestors and you know the uh, parts of the country she was growing up in, and, and I did get a little bit of sympathy for her, mm. but, but then she goes and ruins it all by. Throwing Ninochka on a plane. And so I was sort of like, oh, well, I'm I'm torn. I'm torn.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she kind of does sort of brag about how people used to serve her and how great that was, which mm. doesn't endear her a, a ton. It, it, no,
5: it doesn't. And so I, I would say 70-30, I think I ended up at between and just, oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she had, a, she did have some bad breaks to deal with. Let's put it that
0: way. <clears throat> yeah. Great performance, though. Mm, oh, yeah. Everyone, yeah, pretty much everyone in this film is really, you know, doing a bang-up job, I thought. Especially Garbo,
4: um, because when she mm. first arrives in Paris, you, um, and she has to be robotic. <laughs> and it kind of mm. suits her as well, because, like, she was a fabulous actress. Don't get me wrong, but mm. there was always something... Quite artificial about her performances. If you watch things like Grand Hotel and Matahari, you never quite buy the character because she's always slightly a bit too theatrical, a bit too, oh, darling, and all this kind of thing. But in this, because her character is supposed to be restrained, just restrained as. as f- <laughs> you know, there, I don't want you moving your arms. I want you to, you know, I don't. You, you, you're equalized, Action Man. You don't turn your head. You turn your eyes to each character it, It's very restrained. It's all internal. Um, eyes Action Man. <laughs> yeah, you are live. the
5: first person to ever compare Greta Garbo with Action Man. <laughs> I don't know. Breaking new ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever
4: checked her um, listing? On was she was the a part. she was a silent star first, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm big big in Swedish theatre, you know, but but for some reason, I I don't think her performances have particularly aged well. Um, There are certain ones that have, um, and there are certain lines that she delivers that are very iconic, you know, I want to be alone in Grand Hotel, Mm -hmm. of course, that kind of thing. Um, And she she quit early, which is the best thing you can do (laughs) if you're that big of a star. You say, right, that's it, you know, 1943, I'm off now, and people mourn the loss of you and they and they lionize your movies um Ninochka was uh, thirty nine wasn't it so almost at the end of her her reign but because she acts so robot my point was because she acts so robotically um she doesn't get a chance to do all this flourishy stuff that that she was that, that kind of made her performances artificial instead she has to act artificial which in a way kind of cancels her artificiality out it's very very it's very weird Mm. because i watched this paradoxical Mm. yeah i watched this today and i was like she's incredible um as the restrained repressed russian um why and and my brain was going i just just can't fathom that that's great Garbo, because um usually she's she's so like you know hand to the to the brow and stuff, but now she's this robotic character. It seems to work much well, uh, much better for her. And mm. and then when she flowers later on in the film, you really mm. buy it. So um, yeah. For me, this is you know probably her best best performance. So very very impressed by her this. Time. It's yeah. it's
0: also an interesting decision that they don't bring her into the film, even mm. though she's the titular character. Mm. Until twenty minutes in, we have just twenty minutes of like not exactly messing around but just kind of setting stuff up so that almost because she's such an extreme character when Mm -hmm. she comes in that almost makes it more noticeable that she has Mm -hmm. this like big entrance rather than she's there from the very beginning and also the
4: um the, the characters that have set the story up are these you know bumbling caricature kind of you know um very sort of almost cartoonish And then she arrives and it's like, 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 whoa. (laughs)
3: whoa. Yeah, you really
0: get the contrast because you've set up, you've had a little bit of time to get your head around who these guys are and just, you know, their level of competence or lack thereof. So then having like the utter opposite and just the... Kind of straight down the line efficiency, <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. So, do, do, do you I find... do
0: love the three Russian stooges. They, oh, they're fabulous. I really fabulous. enjoyed them. They're so fun. They're so um, good.
3: But
4: did you find um, when when she arrives and she's and she's checking into the hotel and stuff and they're showing her around and stuff, her roboticness, should we say, makes you really. Like you feel like you've been you've been told off, which I did, and you're waiting. for oh, her yeah. like, to explode in fury. <laughs> like, how much is this room? She gets a typewriter around. <laughs> how many Fs in your name? <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. two Fs. <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> like, she's definitely
0: she's radiating. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Oh yeah,
5: it was pure headmistress style, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. That's mm. what it was. Yeah, I, I felt. I felt. Uh, I did feel told off by her, but. I mean, obviously, this is going to be no surprise because obviously, as you say, she's the titular character. And so for me personally, the, the film didn't really get going until she arrived mm. on the scene. And as you say, it's about 20 minutes in or so. The only sort of real downside to the film, I thought, yes, I enjoyed the three Russians, the three Stooges, <laughs> if you will, and they were great. But that opening 20 minutes, it just, it, it was too long for me personally. I thought if you if you'd cut it down... Even by about five minutes or so, just set it up a bit, a bit more uh, uniformly, if you will. Um, I think that would have worked a bit better for her arrival. But as I said, that's only a minor complaint. But as you say, uh, Adam, the the sort of the the part when she does flower, as you put it, is wonderful. I mean, that's absolutely wonderful. You know, she she just breaks and starts laughing, which was which was just. This film Which was advertised so, so as,
4: as Garbo Laughs. I, I mean, saw that, um, mm. I read that, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, Garbo Talks was, you know, um, oh God, I'm going I'm to screw this up, Anna Christie. Anna Christie, you know, it was the first time she appeared in a sound film and it was Garbo, and Talks. Garbo Talks. And yeah. it was Ninochka, it was Garbo Laughs, you know, because yeah. people were so using it. But I, I have to say... not
0: known for doing comedies up to
4: this point. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I do <laughs> Garbo think she walks at, was she? <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. um, but, I do, I, I I do was, agree with you about the, the first 20 minutes I, I think the first mm. act of this film is very uncharacteristically slow for and uh, mm. not not slow actually it's it's too fast in a way it, i don't <laughs> think the first i don't think the introduction works particularly well which is a real surprise seeing as who scripted this thing and who directed this thing yeah um, i think it's slightly it, hamfisted
5: it's it's bizarre actually i was thinking pretty much exactly the same thing is that the start is slow and fast at the same time so it takes too long to get where it's going, but what's happening on screen is really quick. Mm. So it's that's a, that's a weird juxtaposition right there. Um, mm. But just one other thing I was going to say was um, was that it was the two scenes that just kind of just kind of made me fall in love with Nanashiya. One was the one I previously mentioned, is the one where she where she just breaks laughing. That's that's absolutely wonderful. I loved it. But the second was the. The weird firing squad scene. Oh,
0: yeah. I think that's the thing I'm going to remember about
3: this
5: film. <laughs> I mean, so for for context, for those who don't know it, she's they're kind of play acting, aren't they, when they're drunk and she's sort of saying she's given a speech to her comrades and then she she lines up against a wall with a blindfold around her and then he pops a champagne cork to signify being shot. Mm. But it's yeah. the fact that she is now so free and drunk, obviously, but that she does still keep playing along. And it was just, yeah, that kind of melted my heart a little bit. I thought it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, but it's it's also very dark at the same time.
3: very much so. You know, because
0: she's talking about, like, because she's very conflicted, because on Mm. the one hand, she's fallen in love with this guy, she's fallen in love with Paris, and the, you know, the more human, more joyous elements of life there. Yeah. because she previously thought that was all, you know, overrated guff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's also, she is super conflicted about having let down her comrades. So she's yeah. kind of like, yeah, I deserve to be shot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she's
5: being shot by... For quote unquote capitalism, isn't she? So it's sort of like it, there was just, I know shot, it, it's just shot
4: by a champagne ball. And the Freudian, you know I mean? the Freudian, like <laughs> layers in that scene, I, was just, I know just,
5: it's a bit, I you know, know a, a, bit, little f- bit, f- a little bit, a little bit, yeah. But you know, it's just, but there was just something about it that It was just sort of like, this is really sweet. But as you say, dark, but really sweet.
4: The um, the writing team on this, well, Wilder and is it Charles Brackett as well? I mean, Wilder didn't really start directing until after 1939. But I, I do think that he his words work best when he's directing them. I love Lubitsch, don't get me wrong. And Shop Around the Corner is, is you know, top, top five movie of all time for me. And Trouble in Paradise, you know, equally. I mean, that's probably number four in the world for me. So Lubitsch is extraordinary. But I do think that um, Wilder always worked better when he was directing in his own words it didn't matter what it was i i think he's criminally overlooked as well when it comes to the 20th century golden age directors yeah so uh, everyone always says hitchcock or you know um uh, got I- Way my brain works. I can't think of anyone but Billy Wilder and Hitchcock. Right but, Kubrick. Let's say Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick. Ed Wood. <laughs> <laughs> or Capra, you know? Or, or Wilder, or someone. But um, people always go, oh yeah, Billy Wilder. You know, The Apartment. Oh yeah, Billy Wilder. <laughs> A Foreign Affair, you know? Every single film that guy directed was just bang, 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 bang. So caustic. And what I love about this film so much is all the jabs. I mean, this is pre war, you know? It came out in November, but the war only really kicked off in September, and the US still went in it. And yet, you have. Well, and the Soviet Union's not in it yet. Ex- exactly. It's and true. there you have this movie, which just, you know, has the biggest female star in the world, is a sparkling comedy. And. The, the gag at the train station at the beginning Just, just made me go <laughs> That was
3: yeah. so funny yeah. Like That's when they're totally following nice
4: that guy surprise. to see if he's the comrade yeah. And then he just oh, heil he Hitler He
0: looks like a comrade yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> And he heil <laughs> Hitler to the
4: guy And they go oh no definitely not <laughs> not, so much. Not, so much. not so
3: much that one
2: That must be the one Yes yeah, He looks like a
3: comrade Heil yeah. Hitler
2: no, that's not him. Positively not. What are we going to do now? I don't know. What is this this is. It's a we, must we must have. We must have missed him. Be the one who sent
1: I'm looking for Michael Simonovich ironov I am Michael Simonovich ironov I'm Nina Ivanovna Yakushova, envoy extraordinary, acting on the direct orders of comrade Commissar Rossinim. Present with your colleagues. Comrade Bolianov. Comrade. Comrade Kopalsky. Comrade. What a charming idea for Moscow to surprise us with a lady, comrade. If he had known, we would have greeted you with flowers. Mm -hmm. Don't make an issue of my womanhood. We're here for work, all of us. Let's not waste any time. Shall we go? Porter, here, please. What do you want? May I have you bags, madame? Why?
2: He's a potter, He wants to carry them.
1: Why? Why should you carry other people's bags? Well, that's my business, madame. That's no business. That's social injustice. That depends on the tip. Allow me, Comrade. No, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well,
2: that,
5: that kind of relates also to the... Uh, the title card at the beginning, wasn't mm. it?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: About the um, if uh, when you refer to a siren, you talk, I'm talking about a brunette, or um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If no. a lamp gets and, put
5: out and things like that, yeah.
0: Yes, and when a Frenchman turns That's, turns out a light, it's not because of an air raid. Yeah, I mean,
5: bit, but I mean, that was kind of cool, though. I like that. It, it, I mean, it didn't need to give me a, a, a specific year, but it gave me a, a great foothold in time. Mm. You know, yeah, very good. efficient. Very much yeah. so. Just referring back to what we briefly mentioned earlier, I was just having a look at my little list. This is actually my fourth Lubitsch film that I've seen, mm. so yeah, I'm yeah. doing all right. I think we've watched so the film sh- club. Well, Shop Around the Corner of Trouble in Paradise and then To Be or Not To Be. So. Yeah, we did all those
4: films. Yeah, right.
5: We did, we did. Yeah, You you are helping my education in so many ways, Adam. <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> It's your film club. <laughs> Thank you. While you die there, you're all right. <laughs> My
4: chest is so clogged up. I don't know. <clears throat> Continue. More gin. More gin. That's what it needs. Gin and ice. <laughs> maybe, maybe, say, you should, maybe you should go T- on to the vodka. TB
0: is more of a like 19th century.
4: <laughs> You'd know.
3: <laughs>
5: well, actually, that's, that's a very good point, actually. So you're obviously your... Uh, expertise on on the sort of the the Russian side of things, Ali. But where does this sit? Did it
0: satiate your desire for Russianness?
4: Yeah. What was your take? <laughs> yeah, on
0: I this think it, I think it did. I I, I, I think simple. I was surprised that it was like reasonably nuanced for a Hollywood mm. film. Like, mm. I wonder if this had been produced post war, it might have like been a bit more like the russians are the baddies cuz like don't get me wrong it it takes a you know it takes a right pop at communism and you know fair enough mm. uh, but it also <laughs> doesn't it doesn't portray the russians as being all alike or all a certain way you know mm, it true. does make them very very human and i i really like it's very it's very brief but the brief scene between Ninochka and her her flatmate essentially
4: with the negligence very
0: (laughs) yeah i was i was more thinking like when she's initially introduced and they're just chatting and catching up because she's Mm. been away on her her mission and just like the affection there and Mm. it's just it's just nice to see russians in a hollywood film portrayed as like actual human beings and not like weird communist robots i mean yes nina nina's a communist robot to begin with but there's Uh, there's kind of more to it than that
4: i am i feel the same because when when they got back when she got back to russia the scene where she has them over for an omelet and um they're having a sing-song kind of thing and the guy keeps walking through the room you know and every time he walks in oh yeah it, it just shuts the mood down it's almost like that guy was the Hollywood stereotype version of what communism was. <laughs> Didn't right, you find? Right. It's like, you know, yeah. because I I never assumed that anyone in communist Russia would get together in an, of an evening and sing a song and but obviously they did, you know? They, they, hmm. they yeah. because they were humans and and they're uh-huh. painted as these like for for, for a, want of a better word, robots and mm evil robots are that and you, you think well communism is this and they're all you know they they go to work and then they lie flat on their backs on the floor and wait until the day the sun comes up and then they start working again it really wasn't the case at all and it, like you say it does humanize the people that were in russia at the time which i thought was a really lovely sweet touch but even even though there it, it is tinged with darkness um yeah. you, you could see why they all want to escape it's it, it's yeah. very it, it does
0: capture the the da- the darkness of that time because that was you know the like thirty six to thirty eight was the time of like the great Stalinist purge when mm. you were genuinely very worried that your neighbors might like denounce you and you yeah. kind of because you had a book on
4: your night. on your shelf or, a, or yeah. a you know a piece of negligee on your washing line.
5: <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's a there's a scene earlier on which I when i was watching it i thought might have been a little controversial for the time you'll have to tell me which is when gaston who is leon's butler says oh he's he's found that he's been reading communi- a communist book and and leon kind of freely admits that there are actually some good ideas in communist teachings. You know, oh, you're just being a reactionary to whatever I'm doing, that kind of thing. Don't you just want to turn... What did he say? Turn around and kick me in the pants? Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to be on a level footing? And, of course, he's not a communist. And so Gaston's going, no, no. But for a film in 39, that's got to be a little on the nose, hasn't it? For for a society that is very much anti-communism.
0: Yeah, I thought that was super interesting that it isn't all one way of him totally converting her to capitalism without yeah. any uh, anything coming back the other
5: way. He he is that in love that he is actually learning more about her ways and her society and I thought well that's actually really forward thinking. Yeah. It's 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 like someone converting to a new religion for someone they they're they're with, they're marrying. You know, it's it's a bit like that. And I was just sort of thinking, well, I can imagine there'd be quite a lot and especially Americans who would be rather off with that scene, I think.
0: Yeah, like that's why I, I said I if this was made in the in the fifties, mm. I don't mm. think you would have gotten away with no. having having a sympathetic character <laughs> read Karl Marx and go, yeah. you know, this isn't all rubbish.
4: Mm. <laughs> it's very yeah. strange, isn't it? It just it really does illustrate the fact or the power of Hollywood propaganda at the time. Because, you know, uh, no one was really showing what Nazis were like until about 37, 38, when Warner Brothers stepped up and did Confessions of a Nazi Spy, and they were like, look, we need to paint these guys as they are. And, and no more messing around, no more invisible agent Nazis being kicked up the bum kind of thing. Let's, let's properly show them as evil. Um, <laughs> and, and you have this kind of playful, aren't they ridiculous, for goose-stepping kind of sense of humor during the 30s and then 39 onwards it's all like no that you know there are no nice nazis you know films portrayed in nazi germany have you know even kids are insidious spies working for the for the man the state and all this kind of thing um ninochka strikes me as kind of um a last gasp, at um poking fun at them in a loving way in a kind of playful way, it's almost like they they do it to Nazis in it, and they do it to communism in it, and um, mm. it like you say, it's extraordinarily hard to imagine um, even a year after this film was being made, it being this kind of loving or or humanizing them in some, in such a way. It would have been they're just evil. Everyone's evil <laughs> in this thing. Yeah,
5: yeah, but I mean, it, it, it was just something that impressed me. That's all. I mean, mm. it, it wasn't just. The the Ruskies are bad. It wasn't that at all, and and I just and I I was sitting there just sort of watching this, going, well, bloody hell, they're right. They're not all evil, as you say. They're not. They, as you say, they're humans as well, and they're having to deal with this ridiculous regime that's been placed on top of them. And mm. I, I I just I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was thought it was a great way of
0: doing it. Yeah, I found the the line that probably touched me the most in the whole film was, mm. I think it's Buljanov who says it, the, the guy with the, the pince-nez, or mm. pince nail or however you say, <laughs> that kind of glasses. But mm. he says, they can't censor our memories, can they?
4: Oh, like, oh, isn't that a beautiful scene? That's a wonderful line. They've just had that meal, haven't they? And they all, you yeah. know, the party's over kind of thing, and um, they must go home. And they all shake a hand, and they're so they they've grown to love her so much and mm. it's just a real act of respect the way they shake her hands in the first one you know goodbye and the second one goodbye and he shakes her hand and says goodbye and then he goes to leave and then turns around doesn't he he comes back to her mm-hmm. and says they can't censor our memories because this letter that she's been sent from the count has been completely censored by the Russian government and he says you know you can't they can't censor our memories and the the look that passes between them and he he takes her hand again and shakes it once more and it's such a poignant, heartbreaking, mm. beautiful little moment. Yeah, it's, um, mm. it, it's a real, it's a real treasure of a scene. though. it is. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I like, I like those three. They're just, they are, mm. they are bumbling, but there's also like, there's, there's a bit more to them than that. Mm.
3: Like, yeah. yeah. They are like yeah. the
4: three Stooges at the beginning. That's the issue yeah. is they walk into the film and they're, and they're kind of oh, 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 they're all talking each other, over each other. It's very very quick and and the whole setup of the film is is given in dialogue and it's it's all like three or four minutes and you really kind of like I'm not sure I'm going to warm to these guys because they've just rushed through this whole setup of the film. But as you say, as the film goes on and you learn more about them and and they become more human by the end. Yeah, I just, really love that
0: opening scene, though. Like, I thought it was so funny that, <laughs> that two of them are kind of, like, trying to figure out how much they can take advantage of this business trip being, like, <laughs> on the company <laughs> expenses. Whereas the, the one guy, um, Bulyanov, who is more straight-laced is like, yeah, but should we? And, and then the, they're kind of like, okay, well, how are we going to talk him round? And it's like, oh, yeah, well... If Lenin were here he'd tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like y- yeah, yeah yeah they're they're, they're like um Lenin would want you to think of the prestige of the of, of the Soviet people. And he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, good point." I, you, you know, like I feel my place is f- uh, for the common the, with the common people, but who am I to disagree with Lenin? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Lenin didn't say say that you supposed that he said that so that you could stay in the nice hotel.
5: <laughs> it was that if you ring 3 times you get a French maid. A French maid. And they go, "Oh, okay What,
0: hap- what happens if you if you ring the bell nine times (laughs) we all know (laughs) what
5: happens then yeah Yeah. Uh,
0: and then there's a callback later where they are in the room and you just have have the maids coming and bringing them different things, and you just Brilliant. see the door and you just have all this laughter and <laughs> oh revelry God, sounds emanating from behind the door.
4: That's, an, well, that's it, a great but scene. It's, it's, it's,
0: but
5: it's, it's stereotypical even of times now, wouldn't it be? If you're like in a quote-unquote gentleman's club, if that mm. you just saw a door and different people going in, it'd be, Rey! every time, if it was <clears> beer <throat> or if it was food or if it was cigarettes or if it was mm. a very attractive women take, bringing you all this stuff <laughs> every time they walk through the door it'd be Hurray! and it was just like yeah that was awesome i didn't need
0: to see what was going on in that room at all no i think it almost worked because you do uh, later see them all passed out on the floor but i think sure. the joke works better that you can only just hear this good time that's being had very mm. much so very that's much a, so. that's a real yeah.
4: lubish touch actually um there's a scene yeah. in trouble in paradise where there's this whole romance that happens and it's all done on uh, a clock face. You just see the clock going to six PM, and you see the two shadows coming together like this to kiss, and then it cuts the light. It goes ahead to nine PM, and and um, there's one shadow there, and she's waiting for the other shadow to come. It's it's genius. But Lubitsch just, is all about the, like these visual flourish things. You know, I'll, I'll film a door. We don't actually need to yeah. see what's happening inside. You'll Feels know perfect. what's happening inside.
5: I I will say though, um, something that also did really sort of warm my heart, my cold cold heart, was um, as you say. She obviously warms to Leon when she, you know when she starts falling for him as well, but going to the to the scene that we just mentioned at the end with with the three Stooges, she greets them with such warmth and she gives them all a hug, and it's welcome, oh, how are you, you rascals or whatever she calls them And, it's, <laughs> and it was just like, "Oh, she's thawed with them as well. She's not the strict headmistress anymore, and Didn't it was fa- just like it was great.
4: Didn't you find her scene <clears throat> when she's ordered by Bela Lugosi? We haven't even mentioned him yet. He's oh, great. Course, he's yeah, great man. in this. I think you know he's only in it for a couple of minutes. I, 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 I was
0: gonna say. I was gonna say he um, he is not doing a ton of work for his no. fourth billing. <laughs> no, no,
4: but very but, much so. But how? What a great piece of casting, though. Bela Lugosi as mm. as the as the, as the uptight, you know, Russian Soviet keep her up over the morals well, kind of thing but her I, scene
5: with I, him. I couldn't believe it i knew he was in it and so i was waiting mm. to see him
3: mm. oh yeah you, it's
5: like yeah I'll, I'll be perfectly honest i recognized his voice before i
0: recognized him <laughs> mm. yeah yeah, because we see him side on yeah like for quite a long time and you know bella lugosi is all about those eyes so you're not yeah. seeing him full in the face it's kind of like
4: yeah. I think that's where, him. Where are the torchlights?
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it was literally, because obviously uh, very recently we we just done, the, uh, for the House of Hammer, we'd done the, the Mystery of the Mary Celeste and obviously he's the main part in that. And so his voice is just in my head right now. And uh, as soon as I heard it, it was like, oh, hello, there he is. And it was like, <laughs> oh, there he is. Mm. <laughs> and that's doesn't he look dapper in then. his uniform? I was yeah. like, yeah. Goodness, that scene sorry, where, uh, sorry, Adam, I
4: No, I was going to say, that scene where uh, uh, he orders her, to go to Constantinople and bring them back. And she knows that they've f***ed up, basically. She knows, you know, they've gone over there, they're supposed to be selling furs. They've gone over there and they're not doing that. They're getting drunk on our money. We want them back. And basically that means that she's got to go over there and ship her three pals over to be (laughs) shot. She knows w- wondering,
5: wondering why they can't make a carpet fly I love that bit <laughs> that's, that's such a wild one
4: t- Tough
0: gig though Selling furs in in Istanbul that is, yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a tricky one Because I mean I looked it up And the winters don't get that cold out there
3: You're so well researched <laughs> Bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> I was just like oh. That, that is too much research. I mean, it, that is too
5: much. That is that is my
0: my pedantic side. Checking coat, out weather but... patterns. <laughs> I yeah, so, I, I, I mean, I understand you don't wear a fur coat purely for the warmth. It's for the well prestige and the look. I can afford a fur, fur coat, but full... that did strike me as a slightly tough gig.
5: Full respect to you, comrade Ali. I'm very impressed, <laughs> mate. Well, I'm very
0: diligent, like comrade Nina. <laughs> like i I really enjoy her exasperation when she gets there, and like you didn't mm. hire a lawyer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: It's, it's wonderful. Uh, but her yeah. when she when she realizes that she 's got to go and have her friends executed, and she says to him, "Please, don't, i don 't want to do this job, I want to stay here and do this book work kind of thing. Mm. You can see her a little heartbreaking because she 's just had this beautiful dinner with them and this this lovely moment with Felix Bressart. And, you know, she she knows they've f-ed up and, and she's got to go over there and basically condemn them. And she's like, please, please don't tell me. And he, he's, he's just, you know, a, the cold face of Russia and sends yeah. her anyway. And she gets yeah. there and she, she's so resigned to her fate, which is what makes that ending scene just so beautiful. Because you can see the playfulness in, in their eyes. They're like, we've got a secret for you. Uh huh. You're gonna <laughs> love this. <It> <laughs> Your life's about to change, and you just don't know it. <laughs> it's can such I, a lovely can, ending. Can I? Can I uh,
5: ask you to? Because I, I, I missed it. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But can someone please explain the end to me? What? What about it?
0: Do you mean the very
5: end? Yes, I mean the the fact that one seems ostracized from the other three, from the other two. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's oh, a, it's an no, the, odd it's yeah. an odd note to end it on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Was, it, I was
4: uh, if it had ended with a. Her kissing Melvin Douglas, I think it would have been. Yeah. It was a gag to show. There was a thing at the time about uh, people protesting outside restaurants with, uh, this cafe is unfair to dot, 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 to me, because they bar me. So um, when you look at the, um, they mentioned that they've opened a restaurant together, and there are three of them. And the guys, um, the two two of the names are in lights, and the other lights have gone out. Other yeah, light's but I out.
5: wasn't sure why the third was on his own.
4: No, so basically, he's um his lights have gone out, so he's he's outside. He's outside picketing the restaurant. This is unfair because my lights have gone out.
5: Oh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. I just it, it was as you say. If they end on their embrace and them, them kissing, mm-hmm. that's that's the end of a romantic comedy, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. It's very, very. It's it's not made clear. I I actually had to look that up because I, I was like, what. Ah.
3: <laughs> What's yeah, he I, he turned I, it on felt like
4: friends? it was a
0: reference to something but mm. I just like I don't I'm not well enough versed in like 30s culture to know what this is <laughs> do you know, do you know what would whole... have worked better
4: oh, is, if, if, if <laughs> um, all of the uh, names had been lit up and then you'd mm-hmm. watch the bottom name pop out like that and, uh, then, okay. and then he would have walked out Put his board on again. This is unfair to. That Perhaps that would have made it a bit more clear. But basically, he's picketing the the restaurant they've opened together, right? Because his name hasn't come up in lights and theirs have.
5: I, I I just thought I maybe missed a bit of dialogue that explained mm-hmm. it or something. It, it just confused me. I was just sort of like, I mean, but also it doesn't really impact the story, does it? I mean, not at all. <laughs> they could. No. They could
0: have. It's <laughs> a very <laughs>
4: weird note to end on. It's just like
0: yeah. fill in the blank. Why did they have this falling out? Yeah. It, they yeah. seemed like such pals.
5: Yeah. yeah.
3: Very uh, odd. Oh. Very oh.
5: Nice. I, I was just a little yeah. confused, that's all. But thank you for clearing it up, though. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't going to look it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I certainly wasn't, wasn't going to look up uh, uh, weather patterns in, uh, in Istanbul. Either. <laughs> well, you're just, not, you're just not prepared enough, that's all. It, well, you know, as I said, ramshackle is us at our best. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> But no, as my uh, as my first great Garbo, Garbo film, I'm uh, I'm very happy it was this one. I must mm. admit.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me too. I I enjoyed it a lot. I would say the like the one kind of thing that I thought doesn't play too well to a, a modern audience is is the the count's insistence that that Nina smile for him. I was like, oh, that that puts my back up a little bit.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: You know, just smile, love, and I'm just like.
3: <laughs> no. fair enough,
0: fair enough, but then as we
5: as we said earlier, I mean he is very cocky, isn't he, so oh yeah, yeah, so he he always will i i mean, I guess you go give him a little bit of credit for being forthright i suppose he's <laughs> he's being honest at least well <laughs>
4: yeah. my problems with the film are I think the first act is slightly it's a bit of a mishmash, but um i yeah, it's very uncharacteristically. Are very uncharacteristic for, for a Billy Wilder script, I think. Usually they're just like snap, 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 snap. And within five minutes, you're just so hooked. But mm. the thing I always remembered about this film was the dull hotel stuff about who's suing who and who can't do what and who's sending a telegram to blah, blah, blah. And I have to say, I didn't have any of those issues this time. I think my memory mm-hmm. has been playing tricks on me. But um, <laughs> I, I do think that the beginning is not perfect, but... I, I can't say I didn't enjoy it. I mean I looked at the running time this is 1 hour 50 or something
5: and um, uh, 146 I think yeah yeah
4: when you when you hit when you hit 15 to 20 minutes it's just non-stop enchantment for the rest of the film it's a beautiful lovely gorgeous film and I'm so happy that you brought it to the table Ali, because um I, I may well have gone through life than neglecting it, otherwise,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, writing it off as, yeah. as just dull and It's deep. that hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've
5: got to give you credit. I mean, yeah, look, I mean, none of us will ever be rich enough to stay in a place like that. But mm. holy, <laughs> I, I thought it looked great. Mm. It's like, yeah, bring it. <laughs> although, although, did you see that bit where Leon, uh, when she's drunk, and he places her on the bed, and it's a double bed, it's the smallest double bed I've ever seen.
3: <laughs> there is no way
5: that. he could have fit on there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was it. Um, her um, her flatmate in uh, in Russia. Uh, she she uh, after she she wants a. Her her nighty or a dress or whatever it is, and then she sort of says, "What what else? What else did you get while you were in Paris?" Mm. And obviously, too, too many dirty jokes just came into my head instantly at that
3: moment.
5: So. <laughs> I'm a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Am. Well, they
0: do have a bit of a crack at the at the French for the stereotypical French reasons, like when Leon is talking to the three comrades and basically saying, "You're gonna lose the the court case because." The French courtroom will just see mm. a woman in a nice dress. And She'll hitch her like, dress up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are you going to do? Hitch up your trousers? What are you expecting? That? I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, the the French do have a certain reputation. <laughs>
5: well, I mean it's it's a it's a strong stereotype though, isn't it? I mean it's one that whether unfair or all fair is widely recognised. So mm. you may as well take it and run with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah, may
3: absolutely
5: you may as well, but um no, I just thought um as I say yeah i I have no real complaints apart from just that opening twenty minutes or so, just a bit more tightening, fine, but then dive straight in because mm. um i was I was thoroughly impressed by it,
4: well, it was a very was middling um score from me before Ali brought this the thing, and I had to rewatch it, and now it's uh it's in no way that anymore it's it's properly up there. I loved it. I loved it. Fair enough. So
5: <laughs> shall we uh, Shall we go on to ratings, unless anyone has any other things to bring up? Go for it. Okay. Uh, well, guess first, Ali. Uh, uh, we rate out of 10 on uh, on this show because we're not children and don't do out of five because <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, so um, out of 10
4: for uh, Ninoshko, please, Ali.
0: I'm going to give it a very creditable seven and a half.
4: Fair mm. enough. Uh, Adam. I'm going to give this an eight. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. And um, by far my favourite Greg Carbo film. And, uh, yeah, really, really moved by it this time. And thank you, Ali, for bringing it to the table. <laughs> because you've resurrected a, 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 like a bogey film for me, and it's cool. <laughs> I loved it.
5: <laughs> I mean, technically, it's also my favourite Greta Garbo film. <laughs> oh, I, mine too. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> so, so, so we come to that. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I knew nothing about this going in. I was completely naive to everything it was about. Yeah. Tighten, in, tight in the beginning, and you've got a ten out of ten movie. I adored this. I absolutely f***ing adored it. It's a nine. It's a nine out of ten for me. Yeah. It was a- I thought it was. I thought it was beautiful. And the um, Greta Garbo, and um, uh, who played Leon? Sorry, I forgot his name. Melvin Douglas. Melvin
0: Douglas. I think.
5: Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, it was just what a great pairing. They had amazing chemistry, and the film just worked. And I thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing. It was it was wonderful. Yeah. So
0: thank you, Ali. What what a great pick. Hmm. I'm, so, I'm so relieved because, as I said, <laughs> it was a punt. I mean, based on the personnel involved, I thought it wasn't a complete. <laughs> Stab in the dark. But... I thought you were talking
5: about me and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Perish the thought. Perish the thought.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, uh, just just a level. delight. Um, and uh, I I think I will be buying it as well because I, I I will want to watch it again. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So Although I, I will say I rented it off uh, off Amazon Prime, and uh, the um, the quality of the print on the, on there is is excellent. I was, mm. I was very impressed. So yeah, so it's a, it's a thorough recommend.
4: Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing.
5: Um, so before I give Adam the genre for the next episode, uh, Ali, do you want to pimp your show and everything else to
0: all our listeners? Sure. So you can find my podcast, Roost Files Unite. I technically call it the Roost Files Unite movie podcast, just so people know that it's about films. Um, but you can find that on any podcatcher or you know, wherever you get your podcasts. I also do another show that is very different. It's a, a track by track REM podcast called oh, Gentlemen wow. Don't Get Caught, which is <laughs> very ramshackle and rambling, but is uh, it's it's good fun. So, so yeah, that's where you can find me. And I'm on Twitter at Alistair underscore Pitts and also at Rusefals U. Uh, that's the letter U at the end. So if you want to say hi, that's where you can find me. That's wonderful. Yeah, sorry, did you say an REM podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I was
5: not expecting that at all. <laughs> How long has that been going for?
0: So that's been going, oh, just about over a year now. Yeah, my friend Lynn, who's been a guest on Ruth's quite a few times. Um, yeah, he suggested last year that, w- that we do that. So we've just been going track by track from you know the beginning of their career and we're now up to uh we're just recording episodes from um out of time so we're finally oh, nice. at a famous album <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah album. no i've i've really really been enjoying it so it's it's been good fun i mean we go on very bizarre tangents but it's it's yeah it's a lot of fun i enjoy doing
5: the, it ta- tangents no we we never do we those, don't do that we don't ever talk about smokey and his prostitute habit no, no, never talk about that. No, but no, that's great. Well, there you go, people. Everyone, check that out. So, Adam, time to put you on the spot again. Okay. <laughs> Don't sound too excited. Uh, okay. Yoo-hoo! There we <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> okay. So for next time Once more with feeling and all that. Once <laughs> once more with feeling. Uh we haven't done it in a little while. We've sort of skirted around it with Noir and whatnot, but um after how well episode one went down with everyone, I want a full on proper hardcore thriller, please, sir.
3: Thriller.
4: Mm-hmm. When you say thriller obsession. Do you mean Yeah, we did obsession, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh do you do you want it now? It, it's up to
5: you, my friend. It's your show too
4: i'm gonna go with foreign correspondent alfred hitchcock 1940
5: we're going back to hitchcock we are going back to
4: hitchcock already i'm sorry but i've been dying to bring this one to the table and i did go you adam foreign correspondent (laughs) that was what my brain actually said so um yeah foreign correspondent which is oh my god it's, it's wonderful. It's so good. You're going to love this.
5: It's it, it's one of the few that I've that I've already seen. So, yeah, I've I'm more than happy to Amazing. to cool. revisit foreign uh, This isn't going
4: to be the Hitchcock show, but when you say thriller, I mean you're kind of narrowing it down. I mean, 50% of your choices will always be Hitchcock in the golden age. So, um <laughs> Well,
5: well, not if you continue like this. We'll have gone through them all in about 2 months.
4: <laughs> I got, uh, I have to get foreign correspondent in there if I can. I was slightly uh, restrained last time because you said British, so yeah, to be a man who knew too much, which is also well, British. But no, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm saying you know if you if you give me the the choice, the chance to do thriller, then please, I have to get foreign correspondent in while I can. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I I yeah. Look, you know me. I'm
5: more than happy to revisit Hitchcock any time you wish. So okay. there it's we go. For, foreign correspondent next. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Well. Just to, it's Mr. Host, time to close us out, I think.
4: Well, thank you very much All for right. joining us, um, <laughs> Ali. Thank you very much for having me. It's been wonderful, Ali. Ali, you are a true gentleman it's, it's, and a good friend to both of us and a good friend to the show. And my eternal thanks for having appeared today. And mm. I hope you have a and lovely And you're more than welcome
5: to join us once uh, again as well. Please yes. It's
4: It's been an absolute
0: pleasure. So much. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's, it's been absolute joy.
4: We love you to bits, Sally, and um, we do. You're a regular uh, contributor to Film Club as well, so it's, mm. it's lovely to spend
3: most of uh, I Sunday pop my
0: pop my head round the door now and again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I <like laughs> do. Yeah. I'm yeah. usually very quiet because I haven't. It's it will be the first time I've seen. Yeah, film. yeah. <laughs> I'm rather underwatched in terms of like the Golden Age, so I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to catch up on all these films that I haven't seen. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Will, will you be joining us tomorrow night? I don't know. I don't know at this point, because I Fair think enough. I have to, I, I, I've i said I'm going to review, oh, what's it even called? Uh, Proud Valley. I've said I'm reviewing that for uh, Talking Pictures TV podcast, which I haven't oh, nice. contributed anything to for over a year now. And it's like, oh, I really want to watch that film. So, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> That's cool. We're watching If, if I say
0: I'm going to review it, then I have to watch it. Fair <laughs>
4: enough cool yeah well um well, well maybe we'll, we'll see be there. there maybe we won't but um of course we'll always be there bumming around at, at the front of the well i'm not at the front Smokey and stacy are always sitting at the back throwing popcorn at my we're end. on the back row mm-hmm. you're, you're back at the row.
0: back operating the projector uh, no i'm at the
5: back throwing out swear words <laughs> 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 yeah and making people feel rather uncomfortable but that's just kind of my job so mm-hmm. It's fine. It's what Adam employed me for,
4: so yeah. it's fine. That's that literally it. Professional, a- please. Five pounds per hour.
3: <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> you think of no one better. <laughs> I don't know whether
0: that's a compliment or
4: not. <laughs> He's very good at what uh, he does. Let's just say, <laughs> as,
0: uh, where
5: Adam's concerned, that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs>
4: Anyway, this has been All the Best Lines. Thank you so much for joining us, Ali.
5: Thank you, Smokey. Yeah, yeah,
4: As always, you're the loveliest. Of course. And uh, all the best. Lines. I like, I like Bernard and Deirdre. They sound like a, a nice couple down the working men's club. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. What, what about 50 for a brandy? you go f off. <laughs> 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 That's,
4: Bernard. That's yeah. Bernard for you. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah. Deirdre sits there um, scratching her.
5: Hey. That's me. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) You're married to me.
4: You married this.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And you never let me forget it, do you?
0: (laughs) Hello again. I do hope you enjoyed this feed takeover and I hope you'll check out more episodes of All the Best Lines if you enjoy classic Hollywood films. If you're a new listener to this show or you've not explored our back catalogue thoroughly, you may be interested to know that one of the All the Best Lines hosts, Adam Roche, guested on our episode on King Vidor's adaptation of War and Peace starring Audrey Hepburn, so please do check that out if you haven't already. If you like Ninochka, I'd highly recommend seeking out the Projection Booth episode on the film as well, which features a great discussion of the film, plus an interview with Professor Joseph McBride, who has written books on Ernst Lubitsch and Billy Wilder. You can find links to all of those in the show notes to this episode. Okay, that's all from me. hope you're keeping well. Dasvidaniya, folks.